Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the chute once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited that you're here. And before we get things going today, I just wanted to thank the listener. Last time we talked, we were trying to figure out one of the personality tests and we just couldn't come up with it. They let us know. It's called Enneagram. We're excited yes. that you uh, sent that in. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, uh, all the listeners that, that are there to help us and reach out to us. So thank you for that. We appreciate that. Hey, today we're going to talk about a topic that Jana brought up to me and I'm going to kind of flip it over to her, but it's a, it's a very interesting topic. And we're excited to do this today. Well, and I've heard so much about this. There's a lot of buzz about this going on in the business community. And that is, do we go back to work full time? Do we go back to work part time? Have you been completely remote in your business? Uh, and are you ready to go back part time? Do you want to, do you miss your coworkers in an office setting, which is very much the way we were in 2019 and right. 18 and 17. So uh, what are, you know, what are some of our thoughts about that? What are thoughts out in the community? I had actually heard a uh, kind of a statistical overview on one of the morning shows. I think it was the Today Show where they were talking about 21% of the people w- that were remote, it, it's, well, or 21% of the people were remote, and now it's down to 13%, which okay. tells me that's a pretty big jump. That's eight. That's eight. That is a big jump. So is that, in fact, because we're not as productive, because they're starting to see bottom lines change maybe because you don't have as much. And Jeff and I were talking about this a little bit before. We're going to address some of the issues of being remote. The other interesting statistic was 36% of the workforce uh, was remote and now it's down to 32% in another study that they did. So all that to say, we are shifting to wanting to be back within an office structure again, at least partially. What do you think? Um, I think, yes, I think people want to do that. But it's interesting if, the, if they're being forced to do it versus if they want to do it. I think That's there's right. two different sides there, That's right? That's true. So if they're being forced to do it, um, I have a whole different uh, theory on that, and, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, if they want to do it, I think that that's probably because they're missing that interaction. And you and I have talked about this a lot, right? Yes. I mean, we talk about communications all the time. Yes. Um, which is, you know, the face-to-face, just being with people, overhearing things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it does allow for creativity at times. You know, uh, you and I are talking and someone overhears us talking. They're going to say, hey, did you think about this? Or Absolutely. did you think about that? Yes. You miss that when everyone's working remote. And I know that's really hard to to replace. It is. And I also think energy begets energy. And I tell people that all the time. So when you have a project and you think there are two people involved, like you said, and somebody overhears it, or suddenly then you've got two other people that are offering information or suggestions, that kind of thing. It becomes a collaborative force and energy begets energy. You've got a few more ideas, a few more heads around this concept or this project that you're working on. So it definitely cuts the time. Jeff and I were talking about that before we started rolling, and that is, think about when you're remote, how many back and forth 
situations you have to create in order to have one stream of communication yeah as opposed to being face to face and i talk about this all the time in my communication and and communication coaching and that is the eyes tell you so much the body language tells you so much if you throw an idea out there and three out of four people don't like it you can kind of jump ahead pretty quickly as opposed right. to having to send an email and then having all of those people respond and then you responding individually to them and so forth. So I, it's definitely a time saver to be all in the you know, be in the same room at the same time. Well, it is, but it, it also, in, in my opinion, you know, if they're being forced to come back, it's because potentially the bosses don't like the fact that it takes extra energy, and extra work on their part yes. to communicate. Yeah. Right, and they're like, "Look, I, I'm done with all this communication. Let's just bring everybody back. It's much mm -hmm. easier to do that, mm -hmm. and let's talk about why." So, when people were remote, they did a lot of you know Zoom team mm -hmm. meetings mm -hmm. or whatever you mm -hmm. use for your video. Um, and uh, you've heard me say this before. We always forced people to put their video cameras on, yes, because of what you just said, right? Yes. Eyes tell a lot, right? Yes. You can see things all the time, and and that in itself is is an effort, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, when I was working with one company during the pandemic, um, you know, the owner would sit there and talk to everybody. And my job literally was to look at everyone's faces and to see who was stressed mm -hmm. out because yeah. we forced them to all be on camera. And even if they um, they were saying, hey, look, I'm not camera ready. Our response was, look, it's only us. I don't care. That's you don't have right. to be camera That's ready. Right. Um, and I don't know what that means, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we just get on. We're just trying to work together and do stuff. So you don't have to have all your makeup on, ladies. You know, you can just be there and, and you know. Easier said than done, Yeah, Jeff. I guess. Um, but, but, but my point is, though, is that that's an effort, right, right? right. to do that. And you right. got to sign somebody to do that, and I get that. Um, and so here's the other problem you run into. Either, and, and this is the question, does everybody come back or are only partials come back? And if only partials come back then you still got the issues to deal with. You do have the issues and you also have a little bit sometimes of resentment. Like, well, how come this person gets to work four days remotely and one day in the office when I have to come in two days or three days in the office? I think that, again, very much depends on the company structure, the type of company you're in, the type of business you're in. And again, do they thrive at home? Do right. they work better at home? Are they better being remote? If it's something where there's a lot of statistics involved or it's a lot of analytics, sometimes a person that's very technologically driven or technically thinking, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to a communicator, let's say, an introvert or something, sometimes they're actually a lot a lot more successful at home oh. for the company. So again, it goes back to the managers and the VPs and the heads of the companies understanding that dynamic. I think think if it's a creative business or it's a business where there needs to be a lot of integration and communication and creativity in order to produce the results that the business needs, then you definitely should, I believe, just in my opinion, be in the office at least two days a week. Oh, yeah. At least. At least. And yeah. yeah I, I think more, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, go back to the tech guy thing. Um, so it's funny. Uh, back, former uh, consulting gig I was doing, I worked uh, with a company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and they were programmers. And they literally, you talk about, it's almost like working from home. Yeah. But they had pods. It was the coolest thing I ever saw. So the computer was in the pod. The pods closed up. Oh, wow. So they could literally be... And then they had headphones. Uh-huh. In their own and little they world. Were all in their little own world little pod. Because they were able to focus and yeah. just get stuff done. Yeah. Um, and, man, did they get stuff done. And that really turned my head 
on the, the needs for some people to be yes. kind of isolated because yes, they can get so. a whole lot more done. Yeah. Um, and, and so I have no problem with those type of jobs being from home. They probably do get a whole lot more done when they're not being distracted once they learned how to work from home if they never did, yes. uh, which is a whole other issue. And that's, the, that's probably the problem now too, right? Think about that. They learned how to work from home. Yes. Now you're asking them to come back to the office. Back it's like to the office. They got to relearn how to come back into the office in that environment, and that could be as frustrating as all get out for them too, because they're used to the isolation. Now people are talking all around them. They're getting you know probably ten hours worth of work done in six hours. Right now they go back in the office and they're barely getting you know four hours worth of work mm-hmm. in eight hours, kind of stuff. And also, Jeff, another thing to think about is what we're finding with all of the discovery about how people are feeling around other people post pandemic. Right. Some people actually struggle with societal issues about that. You know, they're very uncomfortable with other people close to them, or they're very uncomfortable with in, in a situation where a lot of eyeballs are on them, for example, like with their coworkers, if they are in a more open structure. Right. And so these are also discoveries that we're finding out now post-pandemic that are totally new to this, to this, you know, new work environment that we're all dealing with. So the bottom line is there are a lot of changes. There are a lot of new things to discover in 2023 as we go back to work, I think, from your personality and are you um, are you somebody that really thrives in an environment where there's a lot of interaction and a lot of creativity and a lot of dialogue back and forth among a lot of people? Are you somebody that really thrives more in isolation or do you like small groups? Are you better off in a closed office or in an open platform sort of thing? So it is, think about it. This is kind of the first time in business history that we've ever had like all of these different opportunities and options. And now we're trying to figure out which one works best for our company and our, and our workers. So great point. And and I want to talk for a minute about how businesses can deal with some of that stuff, right? So your idea of coming back two days a week could be awesome, for people that like to work from home, you know, and one of the reasons yeah. primarily is let's communicate about what the business is doing. So they come back. The biggest struggle I think that businesses dealt with was, hey, this is the direction of the business. We need to talk as a company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do I let everyone know? And I'm a, you know, I hate emails that explain all that stuff because sure. emails are the worst in my opinion because of all the, there's no voice inflections. In exactly. People, they dissect emails to nauseam and it, so I hate that. Yeah. Um, just me. But um, if you're in the office though, wouldn't it be great for those, let's say two days a week they come in, A, one if it's a creative day, B, the second one is, hey, here's our here's our uh, our company's, you know, hey, let's all get together and talk mm-hmm. about where the company's mm-hmm. going, what's going mm-hmm. on, so that everyone kind of hears that message in person. I think that's a great thought. And the other, another thing to add to that, Jeff, is I believe that when you do come back in, you have to have an agenda because a lot of what a lot of these people that were working remotely feel when you get them Mm -hmm. to talk about it is I was wasting so much time. My company was wasting so much time of my time. You know what I mean? With all of these unnecessary meetings. I mean, if that's, that's the one thing I heard of almost more than anything else was, are we going to have another meeting to talk? You know, we're going to get, we're literally talking about 30 minutes worth of dialogue that we could have, and it takes two hours. So I think that's another thing that's an important uh, 
factor to have when you are back in the office is have an agenda or have a have some kind of a process that you're moving through. Like you said, one day might be a creative. It doesn't mean you're not creative ever. You can certainly have a creative platform once sure. in a while or some or some time for everybody to just sort of, as I say, you know, the cycle babble or throw up whatever they want to throw up out there that are new ideas. But you also have to have some structure if you're going to bring your workers back. Have some structure to this to to this time that you are all in the office at the same time. Have some agenda, have some reason, have some points to grow the business or to talk about things that did and didn't work through the pandemic. Like think about the hospitality industry. Think about the restaurant industry. Think about like some of these interesting in, industries rather that where there's a lot of face-to-face and right. a lot of hands-on and they completely sort of shut down and now they're all back. You've got to have some direction and some kind of guidance for these for this company or for these coworkers as to how to move through that process maybe a little easier or a little more successfully, you know? Yeah, I also think if you're going to bring them back, they have to feel like they're part of the company when they come back. Yes. And so what does that mean? Well, give them a desk that is their desk. Mm-hmm. Don't make it a pick a chair, go to the table, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then they're going to feel like an outsider yeah, that's a good in their idea. own company, right? Yeah, so, good. you know, you had a desk before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Give them a desk today mm-hmm. where when they come in, and maybe they have to share, you know, two days a week or something like that. I don't know. But it's always that's their place when they come in. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, because yeah. it's going to make them feel like they're part of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their things. And I think that's that's the hardest part of this whole thing is how do you make them feel like they're part of the company? And that's been a big part of the struggle. Um, I know that uh, several companies that I've worked with, they were virtual before this whole yes. thing hit. So, oh, yeah. so it was an easy transition for them really sure. I'll be honest um, the stress of the pandemic was one issue but working didn't change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing that really changed like I said was that we made people get on video because we wanted to see how stressed out they were <laughs> from the causes of the pandemic but um, but there's still time and ability to communicate um, as groups and and that's the other thing too if you're a bigger company and you're trying to communicate um, you know, maybe once a month the the owner gets on and everybody has to be on and he talks about what's yes. going on. Yeah. But once a week, you're broken into smaller groups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you and you have to stick to that and and then be very um, straightforward about what you're doing. As you were just talking about, you know, yeah. have an agenda. Yes. Uh, one of my friends, Jesse Fry, look him up. He's a really neat guy. Um, F R Y E is his last name. Um, he's out of South Carolina. His biggest pet peeve is all about how people waste so much time in meetings. Uh, So much time, I can't tell you. Well, especially being a communication person. The problem is, now, it's a positive thing and a negative thing. Energy, again, begets energy. People, all people, you know, we get into a room together with 10 people and we start talking about, well, what'd you do last weekend? Or the the big freeze here in Nashville or something like that. And what happens is when you look down at the clock, which I do because the communication, I want to reel it back in. Let's reel it back in, get back on point, you know. It takes a good five to seven minutes. When you really look at an agenda, most of the time, you can get that agenda done, you know, within a 45 minute, an hour, if right. that's the time frame normally. But once you start that, that fun uh, personal babble and all the kind of energy that the fun eye contact or whatever is happening, once that all starts to get into the mix, it's usually about 
seven to ten minutes yeah. of extra stuff per topic. So you're talking about a meeting that normally would last set 45 minutes, maybe lasting an hour and a half. That's not, you know, again, that's a lot of wasted time. It is. You're right. It is. You're right. I, I don't mind the personal share of, but again, maybe set a time limit. Okay. You'd have to, that's Like it. for the first five minutes, we're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Five minutes is up, gang. Let's get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too is, um, and, and Jesse shared this with me, um, a lot of times people get invited to the meeting because people think they might want to be part of it when they don't really need to need be part to of the be. meeting, right? And so, you know, he was telling me how his wife used to be, you know, invited to all these meetings. And then one meeting, she never really did anything. She was just there to kind of mm-hmm. hear. And, and it took an hour and a half for this meeting. It was yeah. an hour and a half out of her day. And he see, he, so he basically said to her was, tell him you can't make it. Right. 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 And so the first time she told them, I'm not going to make the meeting, they're like, are you sure? And she's like, and they're, they're like, why? And she goes, I don't know that I necessarily this need to be there. To be there. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. and so they were a little put off the first time, but by the second and third meetings, they realized, yeah, she probably didn't have to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she saved an hour and a half, but people are afraid to say, I don't think I need to be in this meeting. Yeah. Um, or, or the, the organizer of the meeting should be looking going, maybe this person doesn't need to be in this meeting and give them the option to opt out. Opt out. Or, and again, if you have some kind of a written agenda, you can always send it to them later. Right. And say, yeah. by the way, this is, this what, is what we, we talked did. about. Yeah, yeah right? this is what yeah. we talked about. Yeah. So the, so the bottom line to all this is how much are you going to require your company to come back? Or, you know, how many days a week are right. you thinking, are we going to be completely virtual? Are we going to be partially in the office? Does it make sense? Does it assist? Does it help grow your business? If everybody's in the room together two to three days out of the week, if it does, then I think we're ready for that. Like we're folks, we're ready to, you know, to kind of integrate again. I was just at a social event last night here in Nashville, the, the antique and garden show, the patrons party at the antique and garden show. And it's been, you know, what, two, three years since we've all gotten all, everybody's sure. gotten all dressed up and, and all fancy, like, <laughs> you know, with beautiful antiques and, and home goods and gardens and such. And everybody was so excited. Sure. It, everybody was just, it was almost like it was the first one. It's the 33rd <laughs> annual. So, I mean, so I'm, my point in that is I think people are ready to socialize and network and see each other getting you know getting out and kind of mixing and mingling and networking but there has to be a purpose too there has to be a purpose if you're going to bring your workers back make sure that you are organized said ceo or vp of whatever make sure you're organized and you're on point so that you're not wasting their time they feel like they're driving in they're getting dressed up girls are putting their faces on you know they're doing all that stuff but they want to make sure that you're not taking advantage of that time as well yeah and i love that i think that we as, as a society and as business owners need to analyze that, right? So let's go back. If you're the tech guy, yeah, maybe you just need to come in, you know, once a week, maybe mm-hmm. once every other week when mm-hmm. you're going to do a kind of a, a, you know, a, an overall company, here's what's going on in the company. But, you know, analyze what your people are doing and yes. say, okay, the, these guys do need to be in maybe two days a week. And maybe it'd be better if you were in three days a week. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's, you know, the HR person or someone like that that needs to be in five days a week. I don't know. Yeah. Or four out of the five, you know, give them the options, but analyze your people, analyze what they need and, and do they need to be in now? The problem is going to be some are going to be like, well, now I have to drive in. These guys get to stay home. Yeah, they're I know. Sa- you know, I know. They're, they're saving money on gas mm-hmm. or train or wherever you're, you're right. at. Um, and so how do you compensate that? Something else to think about. I'm just throwing that out there. But overall, I think that um, an analysis of, you know, don't just 
white, you know, say, okay, everyone's coming yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. I agree. Uh, you know, be, be selective and yeah. think about the process, especially pre-pandemic again. Then suddenly everybody's virtual. Right. I think it's important, don't you, Jeff, to, to sit down with your leadership and yep. say, okay, what worked and what didn't, what work, didn't work virtually? Because it, with some companies, everybody might need to be in three days a week yep. so that everybody is together creating or talking about whatever it is that you are producing you know, out there in the world in your business. So I think, again, it takes a, it's going to take a minute for everybody, especially this is January, February. Right. It might be a good time to sit down with your leadership and say, okay, let's figure this out. How many, you know, how many days do we bring people back? Does it make sense? Does it make sense to split it up like yep. Jeff mentioned? Uh, some people come in two days. Some people come in one. Some people come in three. That kind of thing. Maybe it's the kind of business where, you know what? We need everybody back. Right. Boots on the ground. Let's get this turned around kind of a thing, especially if you struggled through that pandemic. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of options out there. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I think. And I, think, I think that one of the driving forces is going to be for them is going to be, did sales drop off? Are yes. sales continuing to Absolutely. move? Right? What's the revenues of the company? Yeah. Uh, what's the expenses of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Did those change? Because when people weren't in the office, maybe that, that changed. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of those factors to take into mm-hmm. account too. So, you know, think about through all this stuff. Think about all the different things that you got to uh, analyze, but, um, you know, take the time to do it. I think it's important um, as we see numbers changing here and, and some are dropping. You know, my only question is, um, are you making the right decision and are you doing what's best for your company? For your company you and your people. It, right. And or are people. you doing it for what's easier for you? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. So. Absolutely. It's, it's going to take a little bit of study. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. We appreciate you uh, listening today. We're excited, as always, when we do these podcasts. Um, if you have any questions, as always, you can reach out, Jeff at pulltheshoot.net. And JanaLandry.com on my website. Just right. call us, email right. us, write us, send yeah. us a telegram, a pigeon. We don't care. Just get in touch. That's right. Um, so until we get to meet again, uh, we just ask that you uh, enjoy the weather if you can. Things are coming. Spring's coming hopefully soon. Uh, but in the meantime, until we meet again, stay safe, be healthy, and we'll talk soon. Bye.